A sacrifice is meaningless if they don't cost something. It's the LifeSpring One-Year Bible coming to you from Riverside, California. And podcasting since 2004, I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is a daily podcast, and we're reading through the entire Bible in a year. It's the Law Monday, and we'll begin the book of Leviticus with chapters 1 through 3. I'm calling the episode, Sacrifice. And before we get started with the book, I'll have a short intro for you. Then, after the reading, I'll have a few comments. But before we read, let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for the book of Leviticus. Help us as we read, Lord, to understand and teach us as we read today. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let's get going. Leviticus is the third book of the Old Testament, which puts it squarely in the middle of the Pentateuch, which are the first five books of the Bible. Penta means five. The Jews call the Pentateuch the Torah, or Law. The author is Moses, and Leviticus begins where Exodus left off. The first 16 chapters of the book deal with how to approach a holy God, and chapters 17 through 26 deal with how to continue in fellowship with a holy God. In this book, we see three very important aspects of God's character. Number one. In giving his chosen people a system of making sacrifices, he revealed his grace. Number two, we see in chapters 8 through 10 that he is a God of justice when his law is broken. And number three, God's faithfulness is shown in his continued presence with the children of Israel. Leviticus chapter 1 The Lord called Moses and spoke to him from the tent of meeting, saying, Speak to the people of Israel, and say to them, When any one of you brings an offering to the Lord, you shall bring your offering of livestock from the herd or from the flock. If his offering is a burnt offering from the herd, he shall offer a male without blemish. He shall bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting, that he may be accepted before the Lord. He shall lay his hand on the head of the burnt offering, and it shall be accepted for him to make atonement for him. Then he shall kill the bull before the Lord. And Aaron's sons, the priests, shall bring the blood, and throw the blood against the sides of the altar that is at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Then he shall flay the burnt offering and cut it into pieces. And the sons of Aaron the priest shall put fire on the altar and arrange wood on the fire. And Aaron's sons, the priests, shall arrange the pieces, the head, and the fat on the wood that is on the fire on the altar. But its entrails and its legs he shall wash with water. And the priest shall burn all of it on the altar as a burnt offering, a food offering, with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. If his gift for a burnt offering is from the flock, from the sheep or goats, he shall bring a male without blemish, and he shall kill it on the north side of the altar before the Lord. And Aaron's sons the priests shall throw its blood against the sides of the altar. And he shall cut it into pieces with its head and its fat, and the priest shall arrange them on the wood that is on the fire on the altar. But the entrails and the legs he shall wash with water, and the priest shall offer all of it and burn it on the altar. It is a burnt offering, a food offering, with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. If his offering to the Lord is a burnt offering of birds, then he shall bring his offering of turtle doves or pigeons, and the priest shall bring it to the altar and wring off its head and burn it on the altar. Its blood shall be drained out on the side of the altar. 
He shall remove its crop with its contents and cast it beside the altar on the east side, in the place for ashes. He shall tear it open by its wings, but shall not sever it completely. And the priest shall burn it on the altar, on the wood that is on the fire. It is a burnt offering, a food offering, and a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Leviticus chapter 2 When anyone brings a grain offering as an offering to the Lord, his offering shall be a fine flour. He shall pour oil on it, and put frankincense on it, and bring it to Aaron's sons, the priests. And he shall take from it a handful of the fine flour and oil, with all of its frankincense, and the priest shall burn this as its memorial portion on the altar, a food offering with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. But the rest of the grain offering shall be for Aaron and his sons. It is a most holy part of the Lord's food offerings. When you bring a grain offering baked in the oven as an offering, it shall be unleavened loaves of fine flour mixed with oil or unleavened wafers smeared with oil. And if your offering is a grain offering baked on a griddle, it shall be a fine flour unleavened mixed with oil. You shall break it in pieces and pour oil on it. It is a grain offering. And if your offering is a grain offering cooked in a pan, it shall be made of fine flour with oil. And you shall bring the grain offering that is made of these things to the Lord. And when it is presented to the priest, he shall bring it to the altar. And the priest shall take from the grain offering its memorial portion and burn this on the altar, a food offering with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. But the rest of the grain offering shall be for Aaron and his sons. It is a most holy part of the Lord's food offerings. No grain offering that you bring to the Lord shall be made with leaven, for you shall burn no leaven, nor any honey is a food offering to the Lord. As an offering of first fruits, you may bring them to the Lord, but they shall not be offered on the altar for a pleasing aroma. You shall season all your grain offerings with salt. You shall not let the salt of the covenant with your God be missing from your grain offering. With all your offerings you shall offer salt. If you offer a grain offering of first fruits to the Lord, you shall offer for the grain offering of your first fruits fresh ears, roasted with fire, crushed new grain. And you shall put oil on it and lay frankincense on it. It is a grain offering. And the priest shall burn as its memorial portion some of the crushed grain and some of the oil with all of its frankincense. It is a food offering to the Lord. Leviticus chapter 3 Now if his offering is a sacrifice of fellowship offering, if he brings it from the cattle, whether male or female, he must bring it without defect before Yahweh. He must lay his hand on the head of his offering and slaughter it at the entrance of the tent of assembly. And Aaron's sons shall sprinkle the blood on the altar all around. He shall present from the sacrifice of the fellowship offering an offering made of fire for Yahweh, consisting of the fat covering the inner parts, and all the fat that is on the inner parts, the two kidneys, and the fat that is on them, which is on the loins. And he must remove the lobe on the liver in addition to the kidneys. Aaron's sons shall turn it to smoke on the altar, in addition to the burnt offering that is on the wood, which is on the fire. It is an offering made by fire as an appeasing fragrance for Yahweh. But if his offering for a sacrifice of fellowship offering for Yahweh is from the flock, he must bring a male or a female without defect. If he brings a sheep as his offering, then he shall present it before Yahweh, and he shall lay his hand on the head of his offering, and he shall slaughter it before the tent of assembly and Aaron's sons shall sprinkle its blood on the altar all around. 
He shall present from the sacrifice of the fellowship offering an offering made by fire for Yahweh. He must remove its fat, the entire fat tail near the tailbone, and the fat covering the inner parts, and the fat that is on the inner parts, the two kidneys, and the fat that is on them, which is on the loins. And he must remove the lobe on the liver in addition to the kidneys. The priest shall turn it into smoke on the altar as a food offering made by fire for Yahweh. And if his offering is a goat, then he shall bring it before Yahweh, and he shall lay his hand on the head of his offering, and he shall slaughter it before the tent of assembly. And Aaron's sons shall sprinkle its blood on the altar all around. He shall present his offering from it as an offering made by fire for Yahweh. The fat covering the inner parts, and all the fat that is on the inner parts, the two kidneys, and the fat that is on them, which is on the loins, and he must remove the lobe on the liver in addition to the kidneys. The priest shall turn them into smoke on the altar as a food offering. All the fat is an offering made by fire as an appeasing fragrance for Yahweh. This is a lasting statute for your generations in all your dwellings. You must not eat any fat or any blood. Well, the tabernacle is now complete, and with its completion, God now introduces the system of sacrifices and the specific requirements for the various sacrifices which he requires. Now, up until this point, there was no specific place or methods for the giving of sacrifices. Now, the idea of sacrifices was not new. Adam and Eve made the first sacrifice when they covered themselves with the skins of animals in Genesis 3.21. And their sons, Cain and his brother Abel, made sacrifices in Genesis 4, verses 3 and 4. Noah made a burnt offering in Genesis 8, verses 20 and 21. And there are other examples of sacrifices being offered prior to the tabernacle's completion. So why does God require sacrifices? Simple, because it's impossible for man to live up to the requirements of the law. Breaking the law is called sin, and for there to be forgiveness, a sacrifice is required. Now, it's important to remember that sacrifices must cost the giver. A sacrifice is meaningless if they don't cost something. It's also important to remember that God set strict guidelines for how the various sacrifices were to be carried out. This was to show that they were to be done on God's terms, not man's. And this was to teach the people that they were to approach God with humility and obedience. Another requirement for sacrifices is that the object being sacrificed must be the best or first of its kind. If an animal is to be sacrificed, it must be without blemish. If it's from a farmer's harvest, it must be from the first of the harvest. This is to teach that God requires our best. Of course, Jesus became the final perfect sacrifice. Jesus was blameless. He was perfect. He was without blemish. He was God's only begotten Son. And in giving himself, he paid the highest price that could be paid. Beloved, as we go through this book, we'll look at more details of what God required in the sacrificial system and how they might relate to us today. I have a question for you. Has God called you to sacrifice anything for him recently? If so, what was the result of that sacrifice? Let me know. Call the LifeSpring family hotline at plus one nine five one seven three two eighty five eleven. Send a boostergram with a comment or go to comment.lifespringmedia.com. Tomorrow will be History Tuesday and we'll read First Kings 10 through 13. LifespringMedia.com slash support.
I've gotten some really great comments on the Essentials segment that we started last Wednesday, and uh, I'll be sharing those with you this Wednesday when we do the second installment of the Essentials segment. Live, local, late-breaking news. Before I go, I want to share some news with you that I've been sitting on for a while because my son Tim and his wife Val asked the lovely Lady Leanne and I not to tell anyone. But now the embargo has been lifted. The news is that they're expecting another addition to the family, and it'll be a sister for Penny. I was going to wait until Wednesday's prayer and prayer request segment, but I just couldn't wait to tell you. So with this new little web baby, the granddaughters are going to outnumber the grandsons two to one. Four girls and two boys, which kind of blows me away since the Lord gave me all sons. Go figure. So there's an exciting praise report. And I'll add one more thing, too. Penny's first birthday is in June, and Leanne and I are planning to fly to Florida to be there for the birthday. I'll be recording episodes for you in advance of the trip so that we stay on schedule with the reading. And then at the end of July, first part of August, we'll be taking a vacation that I've wanted to do for literally decades. We're going to do an Alaskan cruise, and at the end, we'll spend another few days on land, inland. It'll be a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip, I think. And of course, as with the June trip to Florida, I will record shows in advance so there should be no interruption to our reading schedule. We have a very busy year planned indeed, Lord willing. And that's a look at today's news. Thanks to Sister Denise, Michael Hainer, Scott Snyder, Jason Paschal, and Sister Brittany, the team. Today's show art is by Jason Paschal. Thanks, Jason. And now, until tomorrow, thank you for inviting me to be a part of your day. May God bless you richly. My name is Steve Webb. Bye. All the programs in the LifeSpring Media family are made possible by the generous gifts of people like you. Podcasts are cool. Boost!